You look nice. Thank you. You look very nice. Your diamond looks sparkly on your neck. Thank you. Did you clean it? Nope. Oh. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Next 90 with Nick. I am your host, Nick. And this is the challenge-based living podcast where we teach you a formula on how to level up your life 90 days at a time and accomplish more results across all areas of your life that you thought possible in one or two years. As you can see, there's a lovely voice coming through the audio waves into your earlobes, and it is our first lady. That's right, women. That's our first lady on the show, and she is my first lady. This is my wife, the one, the only, my ride or die, my BFF, my woman, Miss Nicole Long. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm wonderful. I like your podcast voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good in my uh, in my ears. Thank you. So you are the first woman that I've ever had on the podcast. How do you feel about that? Nervous. <laughs> no one can see you right now. <laughs> I'm sitting up very straight. <laughs> yeah, no one can see you. <laughs> this won't air for a couple of days, so just be your wonderful normal self. Okay, let's do this. Well, we are. We're already recording. <laughs> So you are actually the first woman, and um, you're my first woman. And so you've kind of seen my journey inside and outside of kind of this challenge-based kind of lifestyle. You've seen like when I'm on fire and doing the core four and all the work, and then you've also seen the opposite. And you've also seen what our life was like, you know, prior to. Um, what would you tell people listening, wives that might be encouraging their husbands to live this way, or wives that are wondering, like, if this kind of lifestyle works? I mean, I would encourage everyone to kind of embark on their own journey of a challenge-based lifestyle, um, because just watching your growth and everything you've done, and I mean, our life has radically changed ever since you started this. So well, well, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's let's kind of rewind the <laughs> clock a little bit. Let's actually go back to when you and I first got back together. Like you know, what was what was that like? Cuz it had to be scary for you. Oh, it was really freaking hard. Well, divine to that. get back together. I I I don't like the H word, but I hated you. <laughs> Okay, that's good. So to get back together with someone you you love but you hate, it's challenging. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so it just took daily, daily, daily work to to clean up the the mess that was there and kind of sweep it all away, mop it up, whatever you want to say. And not sweep it under the rug. Not sweep it under the rug. No, right. sweep that shit out of the house. Sorry. You Sweep can, it out of the house. You can you can cuss. It's okay. I actually like it when you cuss. It makes I don't of, like it when I cuss. Kind of turns me on a little bit. <laughs> we are we are alone in this podcast studio, you know. Uh, yes, we are. But we're in a big but glass bubble. It, there's glass everywhere. So, you know, for those of you that have listened to the show, you know that <clears throat> Nicole and I's past have not has not been perfect. If you if you don't know the story, you can go back and listen to the Origins podcast. 
But, you know, I, uh, Peter Pan had to grow up and, and Peter Pan kind of went to Never Never Land and was exploring all the things that he thought he wanted only to find that what he had wanted was always right in front of him at, at, at all times. And so, you know, he talked about this, this kind of awakening I had, um, like go back to that moment in Guatemala where you go inside to make us another drink. And then I'd love to hear it from, from your perspective, you come out of the house and action. Well, you, you had, you had taken an afternoon nap. So I knew you were like fresh and I think we had had one drink and I went in to make a second. So it wasn't like we were, you know, overserved at that point. So, um, so I came back out and I've got these two drinks and, and you just looked like you looked at me with different eyes. You, something had changed and it was funny. It was just a moment, but and then you said, you know, I'm going to marry you. And I, I, I feel like my heart kind of like <laughs> skipped a couple beats because I had always known it and I had always seen it in you. But to hear it coming from you, I was like, holy shit. Did you think it was a lie? He finally figured this out. <laughs> but did you think like I was like bullshitting? Oh, or well, I mean, of course, I was like optimistically skeptical optimistically skeptical. I like that. Does that even make sense? Yeah, it does, actually. I think I'm going to use that. I was... <clears throat> I mean, I was so filled with hope that everything you were saying to me was the truth and what you truly wanted. Um, but it takes the daily work and it takes the daily affirmations and it takes... You know, it took a long time for us to overcome a lot of the negativity and hurts of the past. But but in that specific moment, because I did a I did a podcast on this specifically in that moment, like I talked about I went from being interested in a relationship with you to fully committed, committed. Yes. And like, what was the difference? You in, went from being a chicken to a pig. <laughs> yeah, but what, exactly the chicken to the pig. But what was the difference like in our relationship from when you knew I went from the interested side of the fence to the committed side of the fence? Well, what was the difference for you? For me? Yeah. Oh, I just I felt secure and I felt trust. And Did you feel that before? No, I wanted to feel it, but it, it was never truly it would never really was truly there a hundred percent. So things weren't perfect. And obviously we had a lot of rebuilding to do, but did you know that once I was committed that you could rebuild on that foundation? Of course. And, and then things progressed for us. Um, you actually thought I was going to propose to you that, that <laughs> week, that week. <laughs> and I had not talked to your father, or actually anybody in your family for that matter. I, the, the N word, which is Nick might as well have been the F word around Nicole's family because you know, I just, I made a lot of poor decisions. I was seeking externally for all these things to uh, fill me up and find happiness rather than going from the inside and healing from the inside out. So we're bumping along and, and we're getting better and trust is building every single day. And then we eventually get married and then we get pregnant mm -hmm. right away, right away. I think, Real fast. I think we were pregnant like 10 days after we got married. Uh, yeah, pretty close. And uh, then we bring... <laughs> We bring little Nevy Bug in, into the world, mm -hmm. our little pride and joy. We thought it was going to be a boy, and it ends up she was a giant Asian-looking baby. Sumo wrestler <laughs> baby girl. Yeah, and we bring her in, and like our lives were 
you know, forever changed. Mm-hmm. Talk about like, you know, being a mom and what you experienced that in that moment. Oh man. Well, I rem- I vividly remember coming home from the hospital and you went to Target to pick up a prescription <laughs> and I'm laying there on our bed with Nevin and she's just in a diaper. It's a nice warm October afternoon. And I'm just looking at her like, okay, <laughs> don't, you know, I don't get to drop this one off with anyone or return. I mean, like, this is my baby. Our our baby. baby Excuse our, me, Goose, our baby. Our baby. And I just, it was this beautiful moment. And, and the hummingbirds remind me of my grandmother. You can go there. <laughs> and this hummingbird came to my my window and I just it was such a beautiful moment where it sank in and I was like wow I'm a mom I'm a mom now this is this was just beautiful so how much more purpose did that give our lives oh 100% and I I remember and I'm getting like goosebumps like thinking about it I remember holding her and and singing to her which I've I've done since both our kids were, were young and like thinking about already walking her down the aisle. I don't know why that I immediately went to that thought, but I thought, holy shit, like I'm a dad. Like it was weird. Like I obviously like you're my partner in everything in life and in business. I mean, we started out in like super, super humble beginnings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. Cause I think I've always seen this. I've seen like, I saw, I saw it in our, in my mind, but I, I don't know if I even believed in myself enough you know, to get us here. And like, and I know that you did, like you believed in us. And like, when we got back together, we had $14 in the bank account. We had a, a, a rental property that was uh, in, in foreclosure that we were trying to save. We had a, a pile of American Express debt. We had a, a wedding to pay for, a honeymoon to pay for. And, you know, we just started going. Like we, we, we didn't know what life was going to give us. We didn't know what God was going to give us, but we knew that we had each other and we were that c word what is it committed committed of course and so we build these businesses and the businesses are like we're literally giving you we're giving birth to a child and we're giving birth to our office and you're like what are we doing we can't we can't afford this office <laughs> and i was like we can't afford not to have this office but anyway i remember holding nevin i'm going holy shit, like it's just been nick and nicole it's been the nick and nicole show and like i knew that you and i could stand the test of time. And I knew that you and I could figure it out. Like if we were in a tent or in the Taj Mahal, like we would, we would figure it out. But now mm-hmm. we had this little precious baby girl. And, uh, I said like, okay, we got to take things to the next level. And that was right around the time that you were kind of, kind of extra- extracted from the, the business side of things. And you became the business of the family side of things. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so we're bumping along and, uh, we go to Europe to show off our baby girl mm-hmm. and we have family over there. We have friends over there. And what did we come home with? We came home with a little souvenir from Paris, uh, which we found out, um, about eight weeks later was a little baby boy. <laughs> like we didn't literally come home with like a little Paris baby boy. We didn't like kidnap them we came home and we were <laughs> pregnant. Pr- pregnant with a with a with a baby boy and so for me like it was weird when i had when i had nev 
or when we had Nev, you had Nev, um, I, I was like, okay, like, I think I can be a dad to a girl because I'll just be a dad and, you know, and I'll just be fun and lover and all that kind of stuff. But when you got pregnant with Noah, and I don't know if I've ever expressed this to you, like, it scared me shitless. I'm like, I have to teach this boy to be a man. And I still very much feel like a boy, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I, I was, I was scared because I knew that he was ultimately become the mirror of what he sees. He was going to mm-hmm. love women how I loved you. He was going to, uh, receive love, you know, and in, in the way that I received it from you, he was going to get his habits and his, his work ethic and everything from me. And like, you know, you know how close I was to both my grandfathers mm-hmm. and how close I, I am to my father. I was like, holy shit. And I think my dad is a better version of, of, of grandpa. And I, in many ways, I think I'm a better version of my, my own father. And I, I would probably say that and he would agree. Um, so things aren't bad for us, right? At this point. No, no. We bought We were home. in a, a really big push for building. Yeah. Which always comes with challenges. And so we got, we got two kids. And we started a second business. So now we've got two businesses, two kids. Actually, mm-hmm. we had three businesses because we had our data business. So we had three businesses, but really two because one didn't really take much time. Two businesses. We, don't, we have two kids. Uh, you have one in the oven. One is here on, you know, physically. And um, we're bumping along. And I believe I was, I was 36 at the time. Um, or just about to turn 36. I was 35, mm-hmm. just about to turn 36. And you kept asking me... What do you want for your birthday? And what do I what do I always say? <laughs> Nothing. Because you don't you don't need anything. And I and I'm pretty hard to like to shop for, right? Yes. Because either you get me something and I don't like it, or you get me something and I don't use it. Correct. And so Nicole's been asking me like, "What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for their birthday?" And I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't want anything like, but I felt, <clears throat> I just felt like something was off. Like something was off in me. I'd put on a little, put on a little pregnancy weight. Um, I was, I was physically carrying the weight of these, of these companies. Um, I was, I was trying not to bring it home, but <clears throat> it was physically impossible, mm-hmm. you know, not to. Um, and I just felt like I wasn't living the best version of me. Like, I felt like I wasn't giving you, I wasn't giving Nev, and certainly now this little man's going to come into the world. I wasn't giving everybody, like, the best, like, look at who I was. So I stumble upon Wake Up Warrior, which you guys have heard me talk about. It's this movement, Helping Men Be Better Men. And I fell in love with this, with this process, and I fell in love with this thing called Warrior Week. So I come home, and what happens? Come home from... From watching the Warrior Week videos. Oh, you, you, well, you showed it to me. You're like, I have to show you this. And it was like this, like, video of these guys, like, beating each other up. And it was very aggressive. And uh, you said, I want to go do this. And I said, okay. And I mean, I, if you feel like this is something you need to do, and you said, I want this for my birthday. I'm like, well, geez, at least you want something. This is good. Now but, we, we're on to something here. But then I told you the price point. Yeah, you know, it was an investment for sure. And especially at that point for us, it was definitely an investment. But I knew, I just had a good feeling. And I knew like we had nothing to lose um, besides the money. Right. And 
I, I feel like you always will come out of that with something, you know, whether you loved it or hated it, you'd always leave with a couple nuggets that would better you. Um, but how, how, like, how did my certainty around like the fact that I wanted it, like ease your decision around letting go of the money and actually letting me go to the, the event? Well, I could tell you were, you were all in for warrior week. And you didn't even really fully know what it all was. No, I didn't. I, I watched no. like a couple hours of video. <laughs> and truth be told, I had talked to Sam Falsafi, who's the um, he's the CEO of Warrior Week. I had talked to him on the phone, and he and he ran my card. It was, so the the price tag was fifteen thousand dollars at the time, and uh, and I, he ran my card for a thousand bucks. And Nicole and I, like one of the things we pride ourselves on is like trying not to have debt. And so we didn't have a credit card at that point, even running the business. We didn't have a credit card because we'd seen what could happen when credit cards get run up. And so we have these chase cards and the chase alerts her alerts me, uh, when, when we spend, in fact, funny story about that little sidebar. And she sent my wife sends me a picture of these shoes and she goes, can I buy these shoes? And before I could reply, and I think she didn't know, chase alerted me and said, you just spent X amount of dollars at the Gucci store. It was a, no Chanel. It was at the Chanel store. And so I copied and pasted it to her. And I'm like, are you asking me or are you telling me? It was a sweet thought though. I waited for the shoes for three months and they finally got my size. <laughs> you have to strike while the iron's hot. Apparently so. <laughs> so anyway, back so, to the, back so, to the uh, story. so I, I, I told Sam, I'm like, okay, run my card for a thousand dollars because it's going to alert my wife, but $1,000, she won't really freak out. She'll think it's something business related. And then I'll go home and I'll talk to her. So I go home and I, I showed her the video and then I was certain that I wanted it. And then I hit her with the rest of the price tag, which was another 14000 And to your credit, without batting an eye, she said, go. She said, I know you want this. I think this will be good for us and the family. Go. Now, you know, this time, like we're, we're, we're pretty well connected and life has gotten difficult because we've got the businesses, we've got the baby, you're pregnant, you know, so the normal things that come along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I go to warrior week. So talk about like post warrior week, what you noticed in me. Well, you definitely came home with a, a different point of view, different perspective on life. Um, and at first it was very, um, you were doing your core four and you were like so into it to the point of it kind of got annoying because you'd be sitting on the couch and you're like, I got to do my core four. And you're like, you know, tapping away on your laptop. Um, but I think once we got through those like first few months of it all sinking in and it becoming just part of your daily life and your your daily routine, um, I, it just the changes in you were are incredible. It's almost I'm so close to you and we're so connected. It's almost in a way hard to describe, but just showing up, being present. Like I know you're committed to me, but your your commitment was more p- present and genuine. I don't want that to cut. You were always genuine. I don't want it to come off like you weren't genuine, but you know what I mean. Like no, it was it more it. It intense. Took, it took everything to a more authentic level. Yeah, yeah, authentic's a good word. And and so like I come out and, and she's right. I come out on fire, like, <laughs> and like the core four. It's still part of my daily life, but <clears throat> you know, then I was like, I was like, no, we have to do this. We have to stop everything. And I I I, I kind of missed the harmony part. Like everybody talks about balance. Like balance doesn't really exist because balance would. To say that my business is 
equally or greater weighted to Nicole or Nicole is more important than the business when in all actuality, like even though some of that might be true, it has to work together like harmony, like a symphony, you know? And so even if you have a whole symphony of well-balanced flutes, all you're going to hear is flute music. But when you bring in the bass and you bring in the trombone and you bring in all this kind of stuff, it creates this beautiful masterpiece and that's what life is about and that's what the core four is about is about kind of going from one dimensional to four dimensional and bringing harmony to your life and when she talks about you know more connected it was like i had more intention the meditation was like like life-changing for me because mm-hmm. am i a scatterbrain or not yes sir how often do you tell me things and i forget all the time what'd you say every day what'd you say <laughs> i already forgot <laughs> And so like the meditation was huge. And then like the, the daily, the daily deposits, the daily text messages, like mm-hmm. those were big because like, let's be honest, we were in a season, you know, Nicole was pregnant and we had a baby. And so the intimacy kind of had like, you know, it didn't f- completely fall off, but it took a, it took a hard right <laughs> turn for a while, you know? Um, and so with the daily text messages, actually like I started like becoming more attracted to you. I was already attracted to you, but I'm more attracted to you. And like, I had to find the things that I, I loved about you. And as I did that, I actually like, like, it's, if it sounds weird, but I fell in love with you like every day again, mm-hmm. you know? And how do those text messages affect you? They're beautiful, sweet reminders in this like really crazy active life we have. That Even though you you're don't, don't reply to thinking... 99% of them. <laughs> Okay, so I don't reply to them all, but all I don't. Re- <laughs> so they're wonderful daily reminders that you're at least thinking of me, and they're really sweet. And so, like now, but I also want everyone to know, life wasn't just all of a sudden perfect after Warrior. No, no, no we are totally normal. We still argue. We still fight. We still fight. And I'm where I was headed. That's a great transition. Have you been on a podcast before? No, it's my oh, first time. Just, you just sleep with a person that has a podcast. But you keep talking over me. Our recovery is like night and day. The way we recover from arguments and fights or com- whatever, difficult conversations. Um, I think it's the way we recover now versus before. Is, it's night and day. Well, and I think it's about our, communi- our communication and our willingness to collide. Our willingness to collide in love. I didn't always create a safe environment for you to be heard, you know, and it's something right. I still work on today, but I, I would shut you down and I, you know, I get angry and posture and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so like even, even last night, for example, like I was upset, mm-hmm. like when you got home, I was upset, mm-hmm. but like rather than like sleep on it and punish you <laughs> and like not talk to you, I just came out. I said it. I was like, hey, I got to tell you this. This is how I feel. I'm upset about this. You said, I'm sorry. I said, I know you keep saying that, but this is how I feel. <laughs> we got to fix this. And you're like, okay. And we went to bed and like, I woke up this morning. And I was, how did I treat you? Normal. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where before, like it would have been a two day, like you're in timeout. You didn't know <laughs> it, but you were in timeout. Sitting in the corner. <laughs> and so Nicole touched on a very good point is that like life hasn't been perfect. And, uh, you know, like actually... It's almost the opposite. Like, so once you live this way, this core four, this next 90, these 90 day challenges, like it almost becomes harder because when you fall off, the fall is so much harder because you know 
that like you hold the keys to your resurrection and your liberation. And you've seen like a direct line, like when I'm living in power, mm-hmm. I'm living in integrity, mm-hmm. I'm hitting the core four, and when I'm not. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of our darkest times over the last, it's almost been three years, I can't mm-hmm. imagine that, almost three years, um, has been when I chose to not live this way, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. You want to elaborate on that? You don't have to. <laughs> I don't know where you want me to go with this. To go wherever, whatever, you, whatever the voice is telling you. Like you don't have to. I mean, you don't have to get into specific detail, but you can just, you know, like talk about the difference of choosing power or, or choosing sedation. Well, yeah. I mean, when you when you let go of your power to sedate, because you are an incredibly busy person, active, whatever you want to call it. Um, with what I feel is a very full toppling over plate, which you typically harmonize very well. But when you when you let go of the power to, and move to sedation, I mean, everything crumbles. And because we've seen such a change in you since you've been involved in Warrior and the Core Four and um, living your challenge-based lifestyle the like you said the fall is hard and it and it hurts because we know how good life can be right. when you're on top of your game right yeah i mean and and it's hard for for me cuz the shame and the guilt and the blame and everything that comes along with it and so people take it from me i have tested this shit i have like said ah, i don't need this i can do it like without this formula without these 90 day challenges without the core four like i am the man i can work my way through anything and like I have fallen, I have fallen hard. But to Nicole's point, the recovery is so much faster. You can course correct and get back on track. You know, you can mm-hmm. get back on track so much, so much faster. Uh, and I don't have to add. You know, I know with some partners, um, you people add to the shame and the guilt when when a partner does turn to sedation or gets off track for some reason, and. You know, it's not necessary to add to the, I, you know, when you've, you know, fucked up, thank you. (laughs) And so, and I see your wheels turning and you're, you're course correcting and you're getting back on track. And so I just give you the space to, to do that because I know you're going to do it for yourself and you're going to do it for your family and for me. What, um, what has like me choosing to live this lifestyle and choosing to do the things that I'm doing, what has it done for, for you? I mean, it's really given me clarity, like on what we want for our our life. And, um, it's helped me with, with things that I've struggled with. Um, specifically I'm a hoarder. I'm like a horrible person that can't let go of anything. And am I a hoarder? No, you're a minimalist. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you, we're like... So my friends, you can see where the dilemma lies in this. <laughs> we are like colliding all the time. Um, but I've really, really worked on it. That's and the first time I actually heard you admit that. I've told you before. No, you... you forgot because you're not some... T- <laughs> you forget when I tell no. you. <laughs> anyway... Um, so the challenge-based lifestyle has, I mean, I started doing Orange Theory. I lost 30 pounds I know, after you're having... you're like a total smoke show. <laughs> Thank you. 
I lost 30 pounds doing Orange Theory in a matter of less than four months. Um, or really, it was like three months. Uh, I just like to give myself a little window. And so I know all this challenge-based lifestyle completely works. And it's, it's and, the routine, and- the commitment. And when you do fall off the wagon or get off track, sedate, whatever um, pulls you away from your, your goals and your power, you just... You just pick right back up, and it, it, every day is a new day. So they're not all going to be perfect, but and you've you accom- can. And you've accomplished some big shit. Like you had, you had the, you chaired a huge, huge. You took a big undertaking and chaired the glass slipper chalk gala, mm-hmm. and absolutely crushed it. Thank you. You know, and so what are what are what's the one thing I tell you all the time that you need to do for you? I guess I just gave it away. <laughs> You always tell me to do something for myself. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you know, there's a there's a formative amount of guilt that comes being a mother. Oh, being, God, you know, it's unreal. And Worrying then, guilt. What, what do I always remind you of? To put myself first. Exactly. And when I do put myself first and take time for myself or do something I'm passionate about, um, like my volunteering for chalk, then I'm able to show up for you and for the kids and feel feel good and fresh. Yeah, and so that's what people don't understand is that like <clears throat> it's a self-serving self-interest. So the more Nicole invests into her, ultimately the more filled up she is, the more she spills into us, into me as a couple and then as a unified king and queen, we go then raise our children in power and they get to see what love connection is about. They also get to see what collision and resolution is about too. <clears throat> like we don't necessarily hold back and like not have a discussion or an argument in front of the kids. Right. Like, we, Yeah, as long as it's an appropriate topic. And we teach our kids the truth. Yes, like we if, always tell the truth. If we, if we ask our daughter, say, like, why do we tell the truth? What does she say? We live by a code. We live by a code. And she's how old? Three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and people, like, this is a little fun fact, is our daughter knows she has a vagina and she knows her, her brother has a penis. We don't call it a hoo-ha, a titty-tat, or a boom-bang, or whatever the the hell you guys call it out there. Like, it is a vagina. Like, I don't care if that offends you. Look it up in a dictionary. It's a vagina. My son has a penis. But we're honest with them. We take an honest approach about things. Mm -hmm. When they ask us things, we don't give them some kitty bullshit answer. We tell them the truth because we're building a foundation, and foundations are built on... The truth. Exactly. Why did you and I have problems? Because we were not living a life... But based on truth. Well, mostly me. <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, most, mostly me. And so um, we, we teach these people. So what would you tell people that are kind of on the fence if this challenge-based lifestyle works? You have nothing to lose. I feel like you really don't have a choice. You, you have to try it. You just need to pick a day and don't even... It doesn't have to be the first of the month. It doesn't have to be the first of the year. I mean, you just wake up tomorrow, wake up tomorrow, write down things that you've been wanting to do and accomplish and just start chipping away at it every morning. I mean, whatever you are, I'm a post-it girl. I love handwriting and post-its, handwrite things you've been wanting to do that you've been putting off and put them, put their post-ups on, (laughs) post-its on it, it. where you like brush your teeth, um, on the refrigerator. Or maybe they can go to... And they could also go to your website and use their gap map. 
Exactly. That's a powerful tool. What have we seen like just in our friends that like have adopted this lifestyle? Oh my gosh. It, I, I kind of get the chills because I just, every time now we hang out with our friends, I hear a new success story and they're completely doing it on their own, just waking up and taking charge of their life and empowering themselves and um, and one of my girlfriends is running 90 miles in 90 days. I mean, good for her. Like, high five, Tracy. Um, and we had a good friend. He embarked on entrepreneurship. Yep. He's always wanted to do it. Yep. And and you, we've, you've only been podcasting uh, and, and have, a few we, months. We, and have, like, we have other people that have stopped drinking. They're, yes. like, they're not drinking for 90 days. I mean, yeah. and so it, like, I want you to do it in all areas of your life, in your, in your body, your being, your balance, your business. But just start, to Nicole's point, just start somewhere. Pick something and just fucking decide and go, you know, and go. Mm-hmm. So, baby, I love you. I love you too. And I'm so glad that you came on the, uh, the, the podcast and uh, I'm glad that you got to be the first woman on on this <laughs> podcast because without you, like none of this is possible. You know, um, you know, my grandpa Jack used to always say, "Behind every great man is a even better woman." Yes, but I like to say, "Beside this man is an even greater woman." So I appreciate you. I love, honor, and appreciate you for all you have done for us, and the family, and for yourself. Thank you. You know me, I get a little emotional. <laughs> and um, We're both emotional today. Yeah, I know. It's just we, we, we're in a season. We're in a, we we're, we're in a building, another building season. But, like, I mean, look around. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has all just been built on our undying faith in one another and our commitment to our commitments. Exactly. So do you have uh, any closing thoughts for the uh, audience here? I had a lot of fun, and I hope you'll have me back. Oh, I'll have you many times as you want. <laughs> Um, that's how actually 90 seconds with Nick was born people. No, I'm just kidding. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. There's so, some jokes with that one. So my first lady has to run and go pick up our, our children. And, uh, that is what, that is what this is all about. Like it's us and our two kids and we are ride or die. Like mm-hmm. this is like our little family unit that we protect. And when shit is right in the home, like it doesn't matter what happens in the outside world. I know that I can run through those those brick walls. And so she's got to go pick up those kids. But what you have to do is head over to ownthenext90.com. That's ownthenext90.com. Download that gap map. Get going. Don't wait. Like I've been doing this for a couple of months. You could have already accomplished some major stuff in your life. Please don't wait. Create. Create the life that you want. So my love, I think we're both hungry and you get something to eat. And uh, we need to keep feeding these people in the next 90 nation. And until next time, we're out. Thanks for listening. Own the next 90. We're out.